0: Guys, welcome back. You already know who it is. It says it in the title. We're back. It's on. We're here finally with a guest after a few months of hiatus. Brought a special friend back, you know, world traveler. Some call him a wizard. I call him a magi. Sometimes we don't know what he says, but his words (laughs) bring power to everyone. He'll shine a light on you or anybody else he meets. You can't help but smile when you meet him welcome back to the show donnie lee well thank you for having me i'm hyped to be here yes, oh well, you're tonight. a tiktok really star now last time
1: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah TikTok last time star. last
0: time we met up you you had just started the tiktok maybe recently because i remember hitting you up like you had just started it yeah well, has
1: changed since then. <laughs>
0: yeah i didn't even get into tiktok i don't know why It just never was my thing. Maybe it's because of the video fright. I mean, I still don't have a video component to this podcast, (laughs) but it's coming. I promise you, it's coming. It's just the TikToks. I couldn't dance on the cam for a hundred. I feel like you could get jiggy with it. It would be me. Whatever, whatever. whatever. (laughs) Tell me you don't want the Gucci shoes. You see, you have the whole aesthetic with you. You got like the blue shirt. <laughs> the You got the Gucci shoes. Like that's a nice little theme. Everybody's like, oh, you know the blue Gucci shoes and shit.
1: The blue Gucci shoes. Yeah, yeah that was um, one of those Hawaii purchases. That was that was just all the Hawaii energy. That was a whole experience. Really? Shoes, I thought you had them before. Tattoos, piercing. No, nah, I got half of that happening. Why? oh nah. what's
0: the story behind it? So.
1: So, that you have to put that into, I guess, the context of what the purpose of that Hawaii experience was for me. So, the entirety of the Hawaii experience was what I called this just, just big, long, one month long manifestation for me. I kind of use it as a way of just like pressure testing myself in forms of like manifestation. And so, from things like the kikuchi She's to even the experiences I had, they're all following this sort of kind of connection of what experience could I have next that could like, prove to me my ability to create reality? And so the Gucci shoes was this kind of synchronous experience that occurred one day when I was getting like this uh, synchronous day number tattoo. And out of the blue, I was just like, you know what? For some reason, I feel like this is going to work out for me to just be able to buy some Gucci shoes and get this tattoo for the next few minutes. And I just kind of went through this intriguing little process of being able to spontaneously not only have like, money to just drop off the Gucci shoes real quick, but to have all of these there's weird synchronicities. Just, like, it's, it's a weird situation where getting the Gucci shoes doesn't seem like a big deal, but that entire process for it to like, have worked out in the way that it worked out in terms of just the timing, the date, because it was also at the same time I was about to like, fly out from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So everything is just had to like, work magically and it kind of all worked out so the Gucci shoes in a way is like symbolic of the synchronicity just manifestation for me
0: okay you said you got a tattoo to go along with it
1: yeah yeah I got a tattoo that says 411777 so these are synchronicity numbers so for me 411 is this number that's like every time I see the number 411 pop up anywhere, it's just like oh you're going in the right direction and 777, that one pops up while I was in why. When, whenever I had the 411 experience, I saw 777, it kind of just like meant that whatever experience I was having was about to get like really profound and fun. And every single time I see a 777, something crazy would happen. So it was just like, these like little reminders here and there in reality. It was just like, not only are you going the right way, but reality is about to be even more fun than you thought it would be.
0: So would you say this is a trigger for you to know like it's time to get jiggy and it's time to come into your true form, or would you say yeah, it, I mean, it like shows you that something some something crazy is about to happen that like you enjoy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say both. Like in terms of like how manifestation works, and like that type of science, you could think of it that originally when you use those things like any thing numbers. It's most for the most part just pattern recognition. You're noticing something repeatedly, and so your brain's just going to place more and more meaning to it. But because you're putting more and more meaning to it, it builds the like energy of that meaning. So when things become more meaningful, you have this more of an emotional response that triggers your neurons in a different way, and it just becomes a more memorable experience. But it's that same energy that kind of determines how you manifest. It's like that energy that you say, resonates out and changes things in reality around you. So what was happening is that, say, at the beginning of that Y experience, I would like, see those numbers and be more of like a trigger, more of like a reminder to, like, me and myself change my perspective, but by, like, midway to the end of it, whenever I'd see that number, it was just like a, literally just a sign of something crazy was about to happen. Like, I didn't even need to do anything. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, I gotta get ready to something about to happen, and it just happened every time, so it just became fun.
0: feel that you said it reminded you like the synchronicities allowed you to change your perspective and i always know you as like yeah the super woke profound guy (laughs) so i never really seen you have a down moment because you go into like a little bit of because i'm yeah to give you a little bit more background like recently i work in a dod area i can't like bring Mm -hmm. any of my personal belongings in there except for like my wallet Mm -hmm. so i spend time just watching YouTube videos a lot of it's on like mindset well productivity and communication mostly but it really deals with the mindset and we i think a lot about uh really famous or wealthy people in the spotlight think of like your fortune 500 millionaires and you know top 100 athletes they all have this positive well there's a lot of shit that goes on, no doubt. But they all really mm-hmm. have this positive outlook. Like, one is a camera and it's a few moments of that day to show you, like, what's going on with, you know, whatever major issue uh, the media is talking about. But even so, you'll hear, like, eyewitness reports or you'll hear stories of their friends that they're really, like, uplifting people. And when the moment comes, they're really there to... Impart wisdom or be that positive influence mm-hmm.
1: in the environment they're around. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I feel that like kind of clearly. I mean, it's it's kind of the sense that it's the development of that internal state, that kind of perspective, that just way of going through life from so much more. You could say solidified framework that kind of leads to success in the first place is kind of the main understanding I've had about how this whole game works. Mm -hmm. And like for me, that's kind of the key aspect that led me to any of the success I had. It's like having that mindset, having that perspective is what allows you to be able to trust yourself more in situations when it's easier to doubt, it's easier to see uh, things aren't really working out for me right now. Things aren't going away. I thought it should. Should I still have this confidence? Should I still have this perspective, this understanding that if I keep going, reality can kind of change the way I want it to. And it's like developing that mindset, that framework that really when crunch time comes, it makes a you. Yeah. Like for me, for me, though this is like, you could say, like a pretty natural state for me now, is that bad things still, like, do happen sometimes. And I guess at this point, if bad things happen, it's because of causes and purpose, Because traditionally, they don't necessarily do that. But it's like, like even, um, like, a couple of weeks ago, I had this, like, really, really hard experience for me where, it was, like, it felt like almost every single person I ever could have cared about, they just all turned against me all at the same time and like things are going wrong in companies, things are going wrong in my social life, and I, at that point, I was like, hold on, I've been manifesting all this time, things have been going well, what's happening here? But it was just like, even when things seem to no longer reflect the reality that it should, you at that point, how you go through that can show you who you truly are at your foundation. It can kind of give insight into who you see yourself as and so it's more of a like even in bad times come, you can use that as an inside figure you can use that not necessarily a negative like oh i freaked out and saying i'm a fifth person now you could use that as a well now i see who i really am and now i know where i want to go yeah. and that's kind of how i tend to use it that's kind of how i reframe times, but for the most part it's more of like when I was saying like the 411, 777. Mm-hmm. It's less of a reframing like I'm in like this negative or mindset and I need to get positive again. It's more of a like, it's more of just like a private like I'm already aware. This just makes me more aware. It's just like gives me this chance to step back and the like question myself like, am I actually thinking in the way that I want to? Even if I already am, it's just like kind of that double check in a way. Mm-hmm. So that's what I use it for that reframing.
0: So you use it as a reflection. Yeah. And the manifestation, or at least you know what you want out of your life. And when you see things are not the way you want them to be, you you use these synchronicities, these numbers or the Gucci shoes to remind you (laughs) what you really want out of life and to go get it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. mostly symbolic honestly. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? So, to at least give, like, newer viewers, people who aren't privy to what manifestation is, or you just lived under a rock, like, I'm not going to lie, at first, in the beginning, like, I see 777-444, it's usually on a girl's Instagram page, or, like, a Tinder, yep. and I'm like, yep. in, the, in the, right, the door, like, get out of here. Time
1: to go. Yeah. but today, we're
0: going to give it a chance. So, help us learn <laughs> what manifestation is from the realization in Magi himself.
1: And realization, Magi. and how okay, do you okay.
0: go from manifestation in your mind to
1: putting it in action? Okay, so how to make it tangible, make it real. Gotcha. So, manifestation—the simplest way to put it—is that it's not like this weird esoteric thingy, like. You can put it manifestation, like magic, energy, principles, reality, creation, as simply science, we have yet to define scientifically. It's like, that's the easiest way to put it. You can say manifestation is applied psychology. You can say it's applied physics. But it's really these principles, these systems, frameworks of the mind, frameworks of just how energy moves in reality and how us as humans can relate to that energy, kind of use and apply that energy to affect change internally and that internal change, which I call that change of your state, change of your beingness, leads to changes in your external reality, which is the manifestation. When you manifest that person back, when you manifest somebody, when you manifest a change in your business. And so overall manifestation says how do you change your reality using something that's internal, something that's intrinsic to you without necessarily having to like with your external world like the 3D reality having to go out and do something to get a result that's mm-hmm. like the easiest way to explain what manifestation so
0: first question Be, can your manifestations become your reality
1: without putting in the action well it depends on what you mean by action As because in, everything's action but you mean like 3D like a physical action yeah so let's say like
0: Someone like me or you wants to eventually run their own business, right? Mm-hmm. They sit there, they think about it, they affirm themselves or they at least like reassure themselves, like this is what they want to do and this is how they want mm-hmm. to do it. And they have a positive outlook on it. They don't really pay attention to the crowd, what they say, their opinions. Mm-hmm. They kind of did their own research, did their own thing. hmm Does that, just because they simply manifested it, does that mean that, you know, boom, it just pops up? well, Like a
1: Pokemon out of Pokeball? (laughs) Like a Pokemon out of Pokeball. I mean, yes and no. The simple answer is that, yes, just thinking alone can be enough. But the more, you could say, specific and complex answer is that it depends honestly on what they do. Because what tends to happen is that if someone they they manifest directly if they actually stay enter the state of the wish so that they already feel like that business that they're wanting to create like they've uh, kind of gotten the energy of like they're the successful business man and making all this money and doing all these cool things what's usually going to happen is what we call inspired action and it's the sense that because they're not seeing themselves as that version seeing themselves as the person has that business who's basically doing the business things that someone would do, they would not really start taking the action as if that was something that was normal to them. So it's more of like when you hear the stories of someone to and then they're like now just sitting on their couch eating chips, waiting for this big bag of money to come. It's more like they actually haven't necessarily done a manifestation at all. Mm-hmm. Because if they truly believe that there is this version to say, is the millionaire now, they would start acting like a millionaire. They would start doing things they perceived as a millionaire would do. Now, the reason I said yes at the beginning is because in some cases, for some, it's just that belief alone that's enough for them to just change things. So most individuals have preconceived notions of how reality works, these biases, these cognitive references of how does one actually achieve a such thing. Because of that, these are like the limiting beliefs. And if someone's limiting belief is, well, I need to actually do something to make money, then what would happen is that they become the person who would take those steps naturally. And that would be the way the energy would flow for them. And so they would have to take physical action. But it's like someone didn't necessarily have limiting beliefs, that they didn't have this understanding that they needed to do something to say get a million dollars. And then they could easily just like think it enough and then just like pop into the reality. Like, that does happen as well. Yeah. I see.
0: I guess I understand it like simple cases, like let's say somebody wanted more confidence. If you believe you're a confident person, I think that turns into you having more confidence or at least you thinking that. And I think that's a more that's a more internal conflict that you deal with yourself in turn, whereas a business you're dealing with outside, outside entities Mm -hmm. that you don't have control over
1: yeah and so that's kind of like the key manifestation how do you affect change in relation to those outside entities without necessarily having to do something specifically to change them i mean you can hear stories and like have these understandings so like like think of it you could think of it how does manifesting a specific person work this is something people do this is something that's directly affecting this person outside of you like Say you and your ex just broke up and this is your specific person that you're trying to manifest back. You trying to go convince them to get back with you probably is not going to work if they broke up with you. So how does it work? How does the dynamic work energetically if you're manifesting them back? It usually means you have to change the view inside yourself of how they see you. Changing that energy changes how you see yourself. Then you change the dynamic. You now become a person that's like to this relationship and it's like feels like a healthy context what can happen is that that person then comes back to you and sees you the way you think you'd want them to see you which means you've changed this person without actually doing any action in your external world haven't talked to them haven't talked to their friends haven't really done anything but this is still change this is still hurt mm-hmm. I've experienced that with some people so I mean I feel kind of like with
0: the mindset it comes it also changes like your body language which also helps yeah. how other people see you, yeah. Especially in and that it's just case, to it. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, would you consider manifestation a mindset or a skill? I would say manifestation
1: is both. Um, there's still this aspect of manifestation that's kind of like habit building, like when, say, you take for the example like this millionaire one. You're trying to become a millionaire if you're trying to enter this feeling, you would want it to become habitual. You would want it so that this becomes your baseline, your normal state. That you naturally feel like you're the millionaire and actually thinking the thoughts like you're a millionaire. You wouldn't want this to be something where you're like trying to constantly turn over and over I'm a millionaire, i a millionaire, or something like that. So there's this habit building aspect which makes it a skill. How do you build the habit of becoming the person you want to be in a way? But then that more mindset aspect is that there's still willpower involved to developing this aspect, the qualities of this individual to determine do they have this confidence, what is it that, what's the difference between the version that I am now and the version of me that can get what I want, that's kind of more of a mindset thing, determining the qualities, determining the aspects, the psychology of that. So it's pretty much both, but it's the synergistic combination of the two, that really changes things internally, which can affect your externally.
0: Hmm. So, I'll say for clarification, give me an example of how you would use, like, one manifestation is best
1: used as a skill. Manifestation best used as a skill. Um, it's best used as a skill, you could say, for things like business like for me majority of the skills I have to business most of them are manifested the only ones that I like manually developed are just like I guess the techie aren't businessy ones but things like relationship management handling teams working with large corporations where they have millions of dollars and I'm like this 20 year old weirdo who's like selling natural medicine like how do you to develop the skills, the social acuteness to actually handle the type of situation without the experience. That's something that I have to like manifest in a sense. And so, building the habit, the perspective of mm-hmm. if I was the version of myself that had those abilities, how would I act? How would I react? How would I think? How would I perceive? And then just habituating that feeling over and over until it's a natural reality. And then when that felt like a natural reality and started living like that without necessarily having to do anything, is when those skills directly crossed over into those actual experiences of reality. And that's what led me to like being able to work with these cabinet elite individuals and being kind of on this same playing field where they felt and saw me as they're more of an equal without necessarily having to do anything for that to change.
0: And how was it like before manifestation? Like, I know for those of (laughs) y'all that don't know, Donnie is part of the founder of the Realization Institute where, you know, sells natural medicines to people all over the world. And you have, you do also do, do you still do the medical interpreting? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: still do both. Both are the main standing. Okay. Yeah. It's still you are still out here, still living there that's why
0: Yeah, bro. Yeah. How, how was it like negotiating like before you realized how much of a big deal that yeah those community those was, soft
1: skills were? It was so strange. Like I can remember when I was first when I was first in HTL when I was like early on, just doing like simple deals of like giving money to people, like trying to work with these partner companies to like running your out or something. It was like, stress me out so much. I'd have to prepare and plan like before them. And it was because it was just like that anxious computer science mind where do didn't have any of the skills yet. It was kind of funny, but it was just this sense of like the imposter syndrome at yeah. the highest level. Just not knowing who you are and not knowing what to do and not necessarily holding that confidence or that ability to react correctly in the situation. And that's also why I say manifestation which is just kind of an applied psychology. Like, this, all manifestation is is science that doesn't yet have this rigorous science background yet. Mm-hmm. And so, this applied psychology is just this more effective way of becoming a person that can handle those situations, that can pivot, that can see the opportunities, take advantage of them, and get the most out of them in the most meaningful and desirable way.
0: Yeah, I feel that. And I really feel what you said about having imposter syndrome. Cause- I feel like the worst place, like the place most prone to imposter syndrome is the office space. Bro, mm-hmm. think about it. We come from a four-year institution, broke, eating ramen noodles, just getting <laughs> by, you know, somehow managing every other aspect of your life. Like, your hell's shit poor. Go to, like, a company's like, yeah, we want you You accept a job. You go from zero to hero. Like, you go from zero dollars to mm-hmm. maybe, like. If you're CS, I know, you know, some of y'all CS people out here are swimming in it for like $50 an hour. And then you go there. Like, I know CS people get some decent work. Like, they're always usually coding Mm -hmm. or something. But, like, in my case, like, mechanical engineers or something, they're like, you can do it all. So we're just going to send you to do this (laughs) shit over here. Like, do some documentation. Like, go write this up. And now, all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I'm working in Excel. I'm like, yo, I still get paid a lot for this, but like, what did I do all this schooling for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. is it? Now you kind of start questioning, start wondering. Yeah, you start wondering. What what, were these (laughs) aspects? Yeah, and I guess in my case, when I started seeing, I was like, I really got to do something about this because, like, I didn't just waste all this time in school. So I just became Mm -hmm. like a little social butterfly, like walking around talking to people like yo you got work you got work you got work for me like I'll do it like I'll do what it takes to get up to that ladder where I'm finally doing what I went to school for and now it's it's a a chill place but it's also shown me I guess that's why I asked if it is a mindset like manifestation of skill Mm -hmm. or mindset because like while I'm able to get like a couple engineering jobs or engineering tasks, like here and there. you're. I feel like in the workspace, in, in life in general, it's like a constant race to stay ahead. Because mm-hmm. if you become complacent where you are and you're happy, that's when you start to get overlooked. Or not even overlooked, but you just start to fall into your role more, even if it isn't what you mm-hmm. want. Like, even if it is what you want.
1: I, feel yeah. like, I mean, I, have... I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's traditionally the problem. That's kind of the problem that I've had with the way manifestation is traditionally taught. It's the sense that it's this more fixed concept this one-order system, this one-order perspective, where it's like, oh, now I'm a specific person. My life's perfect now. I can just stop. It's the sense that when manifestation or reality creation is in a framework of wanting it's nothing. It's more of like a tool, more just this, this kind of side thing, like a mental model. Like mm-hmm. you have this array of mental models and you pick and choose and you use them when they fit. But manifestation is much of a mental model, more of just like this entire encompassing system and something that literally can change how the game works. So how you're kind of saying like if you're not Kind of constantly pursuing more work, constantly pursuing these opportunities, you become complacent and kind of get left behind in a way. It's the sense that it's like, what happens if you could almost jump out of that game? What happens if you can use a system where the peace, the sense of you don't need to do anything else becomes the enoughness that allows you to get more than you ever want? Like, kind of the game changing aspect that of uh, true
0: Manifestation, yeah, so kind of straying away from simple like basis of manifestation, my it's still <laughs> very pertinent to what like what you're talking about. It is is only like it only triggers this because last was it last, either last or two episodes ago, I said something I alluded to another episode that I'll talk about, which is going to be this one about uh how. a while like since I've been in Utah it might be the mountain energy I don't know what (laughs) but I got time to think and even from the videos I watch I don't think in the 21st century like the word smart is really fitting for highly productive members of society today like the people Mm -hmm. that we look to because it's like nowadays I feel like with Smartphones in the palm of your hand, you have infinite knowledge there at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. It's not about being able to memorize a lot of things or knowing a lot about a lot of things. It's about using that knowledge mm-hmm. efficiently and also being able to learn those soft skills to collaborate uh, collaborate effectively, speak your mind effectively in an articulate mm-hmm. manner so that like everybody in the room can understand you because we all have access to the information mm-hmm. but it is it's the utilization yeah the utilization of it what do mm-hmm. you think
1: yeah i mean we are entering more of a polymathic form of society you gonna don't have that, to explain that just bro. like you Whoa, said Whoa. <laughs> yeah yeah just like you said just because we have so much information and less of like how much do you memorize how much do you know it's how do you use what you know how do you go about optimizing information that everyone knows to use it in a new novel ways to actually provide more value to achieve something new in a way that is meaningful? And that's kind of the difference of the game now. The creative pursuit of tangibility. And so I feel that the same way. It's that the soft skills seem to be the bread and butter creativity. Soft skills are where you're able to take the more logical frameworks, the more rigorous scientific knowledge, that the more uh, smart backgrounds can actually make it do something that can be used in a new novel way. Mm-hmm. And so that's more where reality is going because the more we have these advancements in tech, the more AI advances, the more things get automated, it's less us trying to do things in a more intelligent manner, but doing things in a more creative manner. To do things that logic alone doesn't necessarily provide. To do things that we haven't thought of yet. That's where it feels like reality is going right now.
0: And where do you think? Because you're right. I feel like, especially this generation, like this time that we're living in now. I mean, my hypothesis is that it's going to be the change of an empire. You know, like, who knows how big it will be? Who knows how borders will change We're on the cusp of something crazy. We won't be able to fathom it to a certain degree. We're just going to have to adapt to it.
1: Yeah. Like that black fun
0: energy. Yeah. Literally. Literally. But I don't know. In the nicest way possible, like we're smart people. but I don't know how many of us can like really handle that because I feel like many myself included at times and my peers, like we don't think we think like what the place and time that we are now and the society that we have revolving around us now, like while we survive COVID that, you know, things are just going to be the way they are, you know, Monday through Friday at work, Saturday through Sunday, hit the bars go party,
1: live it up. I think this time is really going to challenge that capability in a sense. Like, right when, like, the first tech bubble hit and everything started changing, mm-hmm. everything was, like, freaking out. It was, like, everything we knew now was new now. It's, like, a new revolution. I feel like it's, like, the same energy. But the difference is that before it stabilized, because, like, if you're familiar with, like, how that worked, was that we never necessarily hit that information, age just yet. It was a little bit after the tech bubble. Yeah. So we never hit that point of overconsumption of information. Yeah. But now we're far beyond that. We're way beyond that. So what happens if another event like that happens again? It's probably not going to be able to stabilize. It's probably going to be the exact opposite. It's just going to get more and more crazy. And so it's going to be a time of like, how do you rapidly adapt when everything's changing continuously in a way that you can't adapt to?
0: Exactly. I think that's why Elon is making Neuralink. To go back for how yeah. fast that the world is moving. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an iRobot scene. We kinda developed it's, something that moves faster I, than us. 100%.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Last thing I thought about that was when he had those jack on those pigs, man, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I know one yeah. thing that
0: I definitely identified with the tech bubble is that we had no clue it would have this much effect on our mental. Because think about it. Pre pre Facebook was anybody talking about how are you doing today? Like,
1: you know, what's going
0: on up there? <laughs> You Feeling good? How do you feel about life? Like, now, dude, you got to care for everybody's and your own. That's like detrimentally affecting someone's mental health is just as
1: bad as pointing a gun to them. Yeah, literally. I and mean, then you look at how it your brain, the same thing. Yeah. Response triggers are going out of control. Everyone's stressed as if they're chasing tigers again. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's exactly. So silly into, like, mental health. And that's kind of, like, why I'm into manifestation. It's, it's, like, literally, how do you combine mental health with mental performance at the same time? How do you become more unassailable in a sense? How do you become better and able to fight all these social stresses while also not floating away into love and light land, but being able to, like, actually do something about it to apply that, to actually change and help the actual systems that already came and caused the success in the first place? hmm I mean, it's going, I feel like it's, and you, you're already seeing all the mindfulness and mental health and I just saw this like, post on Insta where it's like police officers meditating, something like everything's kind of going in the back direction to just have more ability to adapt, to be more mindful, to be able to be aware of your thoughts and actually handle situations appropriately. But I feel like more things like that are going to be turning so mm-hmm. more just the sense of how you also have that add to your performance to, really develop more of those creative thoughtful approaches
0: to reality yeah a question i have for myself and for like the rest of the audience too. now that we're getting more knowledgeable about the use of mental health and developing your mind Mm -hmm. like this is stuff that successful people in the past or you know popular successful people have been doing for years Like you'll hear about Richard Branson doing or Elon meditating (laughs) or even Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs definitely like he was he was really off there. He's a whole mind. Yeah, he was a whole. He didn't take showers, bro. He didn't (laughs) like he tried. He thought that his diet would prevent him from taking showers, and they were like, "No, bro, Uh, you smell dirty."
1: Like he just uh, slapped somebody with a stack, and was like, "I'm
0: worth the billy." Like, don't touch me. I'll stink all out. But I can do that while I got money. I guess what does the <laughs> next generation of uh successful pioneers look like? Because it's accessible to us now. We have the information to do so. It, it opens up the free market, but I still feel like the bell curve distribution to success in society still remains.
1: Well, what do you think about that? I want to your perspective. How do you That's level up past,
0: topic. I guess where I sit now is how do you level up past the mental aspect of your life? I mean, being a brilliant communicator helps. If you can sway mass groups of people, that definitely helps. Just throwing one out there on the whim. Like once AI is able to talk to us, being able to sway AI, like if you could persuade AI. Bro, mm-hmm. come on now. Like, if you had, imagine you had Sonny from iRobot sitting there like,
1: hmm,
0: <laughs> No, you're right. Like, what the f- You're right. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that's a okay, game, dude. You're, you're, you're golden at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't no, know to no, But, you know, that's for the next generation of pioneers to know. <laughs> Shit, I better be figuring this out. I'll see you on,
1: like, two years. Yeah. Come back leveled it's up. It's going so fast. Hmm. I mean, in the sense, like, if you were to think of it as a game, even developing it step-by-step into kind of what's been reflecting us what do you need the most. And as of recently, I think the past 100 years, it's more like that logical, scientific process using this step-by-step approach to A/B test everything in a sense. And now, we've A.V. tested, like, everything. We're like, oh, everything just gets more complicated? Cool. Yeah, no, nah, that's stuff. just how life
0: will continuously get more complicated. <laughs> yeah, if you're in high school, it's it like, doesn't do get you, you graduate college, yeah. it doesn't get better. Like, <laughs> it I'm sorry, just smile through it. Like, you probably hate you work, work through. is never going to disappear. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, once you picked
1: up the pencil, it was over for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the difference. Like, if you take own mindfulness the mental approaches at the first level it's more of a resilience like the reason richard branson also meditate was to handle this overload of information and responsibility that was constantly triggering them but the next step after that is how do you go beyond resilience like what's the next step and that's kind of like well you don't necessarily need to be resilient if there aren't necessarily problems happening so then how do you get to that level how do you those frameworks, change those experiences. And of course, that's like the first step. That's like, well, if you can sway people, then there's less of these social responsibilities. Then you have this kind of greater sense of power. And that's also why like people make money. The sense of if you have power, you can control things. You can make problems go away. And so that's kind of what led to that pursuit of power type of thing. But then it's almost more of a well, if you have power, not everyone will fall under that power they don't want to be controlled yeah. And, those and so it's more of like now sitting into a collective dynamics how do you work and synergize in such a way where everyone's happy and you're actually being productive about that it's not just like you're chilling in eco village but you're running water it's just like a little waterfall that you're like piping from this underground tube or something right mm-hmm. it's like how do you maintain this high level of productivity and efficiency that has given us while also synergizing this collective in a way that's like actually a helpful system for people. And I feel like that's the next step that these innovators and pioneers need to figure out how to make this kind of game work for everyone because otherwise it's just kind of self implode when things get too complicated to handle. as yeah. it does. The way I see
0: that deferring beliefs and perspectives will always clash against each other. Especially when you have a forum to easily mm. put your opinions
1: out there. True. But but also in a sense like differing beliefs and differing opinions is the key to the growth of reality. So it's more of a sense of like everyone's has differing beliefs. Different opinions mean be take in what? Like 11 million bits of information every second, of so some everything, just a belief mm-hmm. So it's like, if everyone's differing, is there a way to synergize that difference so that you could have two completely opposing topics, two completely opposing perspectives, and find a synergy of that? That's what I think you need to figure out, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because mm-hmm. if you have, it in that case, everyone can be whoever they want to be, and it would work. Yeah.
0: So how would you help nurture that synergy and how do you use like Realization Institute to Mm -hmm. develop that, I guess, how can I say it, oneness with the people that are already subscribed?
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, that's the sense that a collective is a group of individuals who all have this resonance to some extent. Uh, traditionally, collectives are developed from the same model, the same perspective, the same pursuits in a way. It'd either be religious beliefs, or if it's like something like Apple, which is a collective, it'd be the same focus on like developing the greatest products or something, right? But what I'm necessarily trying to do is everyone in RI right now, who kind of makes up our I main members, has pursuits that have almost nothing to do with annotation. Some of them want to be rock stars. Some want to go work in healthcare. But it's the point that is I'm trying to figure out how do you synergize these different purposes, these different forms of meaning in a way where they can be synergistic that the person pursuing their rock stardom for some reason is also a perfect enabler, perfect person to help the growth of this other individual trying to set their own hospital. And so it's like using like the realization systems like the anticipation programs. It's more of how do you help someone develop their own perspective to such an extent where they can see the patterns and everything. Because it's that two different opinions, though they're different, there's the same root at some level, same, basis, the same foundation. If you can see that things have a similar foundation, even if there's the opposite kind of perspective, then you can at least have this sense of I can This sense of, there's something to be learned here. There's something that I can grow from this, and that's this alternative opinion. Though I don't agree with any of it, it still helps me see more my own truth. And when you can do that, that's kind of how you can expand as a collective, where people are being treated themselves, not having to conform, not having to kind of adhere to this collective opinion. Maybe some people will have the same opinion, but it doesn't. Require that to still be a collective that synergizes and can aid each other, and it's like you kind of utopian type of growth. So, utopia not built on everyone doing the same thing, but everyone being true to themselves.
0: I got you, and uh, I don't know, I kind of saw it as my ideal way of looking at it, or at least my ideal for society is that you either neutrally. Affect someone's life, or you positively affect someone's life. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's probably at least the way I'm thinking. I ain't on your frequency yet, but it's easier said than done. (laughs) But but the way you're speaking, honestly, five to ten years from now, at least the way I see the world going, where the individual persons. Feelings and perspective is more appreciated in the workplace, or is more discussed in the workplace. I don't know. I might see you working in like office culture, like mm-hmm. developing company cultures and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I already do that. Yeah, like I already work at companies. It, it, I knew it. I mean, but <laughs> like for other people, like
0: you do consulting for them. And it's like this is how consulting. This is mm. how you do it for this is how you yeah this is culture. how you, this is how you make your company look <laughs> cool on the inside
1: yep. yeah everybody I, talking about it. i mean that's the key key to the company because yeah. so companies are collectives and they become these like, energetic beings. and so it's whatever is that culture that has informed how the company shapes itself so that everyone's working as an individual It's these individuals together with synergies that determines how the company actually proceeds to the market and interacts with people around them, how it interacts with their customers and the people they either help or hurt. So it's like forming an adequate company culture and changing that perspective that determines if this company is going to end up being something that aids or harms the world around it. That's yeah. like the most important aspect. Yeah.
0: So I got one final question for you Do you think a utopia is possible in our
1: lifetime? Mm, yeah, if we play our cards right. From my perspective, it's almost like you either figure out how to make a utopia that's not a dictatorship, or like someone's going to get super mad at someone, drop a few new in the world ends. Like the way things are going, maybe the AIs will try to drop new phones first. I don't even know anymore. But mm-hmm. holistically, like overall, a utopia seems pretty pretty possible the way the sciences are going the way things are developing it seems pretty likely that we'd be able to like form some form of system or methodology or understanding Mm -hmm. that could become widespread enough that it could like change perspective for that to work
0: i see uh, like right now i think we're creating a lot more interdependencies within each other and once we all Mm -hmm. realize that i think a lot of things will run more smoothly and mm-hmm. in a local perspective, at least being here in Utah, we're like, dude, <laughs> compared to Atlanta, like the amount of how can I say, like the people are just nice. They're they're odd, like they're so nice that mm-hmm. like as soon as I got here, I knew I was like, yo, I can't stay here for that long. Like at <laughs> one moment, because then I'll forget what the real world
1: is like. Day. Yeah. But, but yeah. that that's like key. Yeah. yeah. It's the sense of like there's a separate world out there. There's a separate environment. A separate yeah. And it's like different but Like, you know, how New York is like super crazy about that. Like, everyone's a go getter and it's like different energy, different perspective. Is there a way to monetize those? Just collective
0: mindset. It's just yeah. how do we stop trying to run over each other to get to the top? Or find your own lane where you could do you the best and other people can find out how they can be the
1: best. Yeah. And that's almost like a deeper topic. Like, why does that happen in the first place? And it's like you could say this since the since starts start, the, the reason people try to race to the top is that they think there's only one winner. Mm-hmm. And so if you can make a model that isn't necessarily one winner, which is like why I like the And it's like, oh, well, we don't necessarily need to fight each other because we could all win in a tangibly real way where we all get what we want. It's a paradox nature. And so it's fun. Yeah.
0: Well, let the people know where they can find you at. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you can follow me on Instagram at Donnie Lee MadGuy, Guy, Guy with a J. Uh, You can also follow the corporate one, Reality Realization Institute. And you can follow my website stuff at realityrealization.com. And you can check out our webinar at Dash Webinar.
0: Yes, sir. You heard it here first. And like always, if something resonated with you on the podcast, if you enjoyed listening to this episode today, give us a review. Share with your friends. Let them know. Tell them I don't bite. I just... (laughs) I'm kind of condescending sometimes, but I'm condescending on myself as well. I just want the best for everyone. But it's another episode of OWN. I'm wrapping it up. I'll see you guys in two weeks.